All right. What's happening, golf nerds? Uh, this is a special episode of the Golf Guide podcast. Uh, a good buddy of mine, Ben, just got back from perhaps one of the most epic golf trips uh, that I have ever heard of. Certainly uh, one of the coolest golf trips that any one of my buddies or personal acquaintances have ever had the opportunity to go and experience. So I thought it would be fun to bring him on, just recount his trip, talk about all the different courses he got to go play and the different things that he was able to do over there. Uh, he spent like 10 days or no, excuse me, he spent like seven days uh, in and around New York and Philadelphia, which is just rich with amazing old golden age golf courses. And Ben was able to play just a ton of them. Uh, most of which are co golf courses that many people, even people like myself who work in golf, are never going to be able to go play. So it was kind of fun to live vicariously through Ben, hear about his stories and the golf courses and all that stuff. So that is why I've brought him up here to share that story with you. Uh, we had a great time uh, drinking a couple of Plinies and just enjoying talking golf. So uh, without delaying this thing any further, let's just get into it. Uh, ben, you can find on Instagram at the golf hawk where he's been posting a bunch of pictures of his trip. So you can go check that out there. Uh, and again, without any further delay, let's get to it. Another episode of the golf guide podcast, everybody. I, I have been, uh, waiting to do this for a couple of weeks now uh when i first saw the golf 100 uh golf.com top courses in america that got posted a couple of weeks ago i was like man i want to talk this over with somebody who which one of my friends has played the most you know golf on this list that can actually come to me with some real first person takes on some of these golf courses and i thought to myself i want the golf hawk i want him Benjamin, right. what's going on, brother? Good, good to have you back, man. Yeah, you got him. <sighs> nice to be here. Yeah, uh, it's nice to have you back, man. It's been like six months or so, probably since, at uh, least that, since we sat down and uh, got to talk golf together. We I feel we're slightly less inebriated than we were last time. With a few less beers Definitely. have been consumed, but uh, we're also in the town where Pliny is made. So th there's only so much you can do mentally when you have Pliny so readily available exactly and you know even though i'm drinking some right now yeah, we, <laughs> <laughs> we were not able to although i don't know if we were drinking pliny were we drinking pliny last time i don't time? think so we, think may, we may not have been so maybe I this think we had some sierra nevadas yeah well you know that, that's okay man well that's hey, okay too cheers brother it's yeah, really man. really good to have good you stuff. here good to be back um, so let's just get into this man um I, I wanted to have you on here for a couple of reasons and the first one being you just got back from what I consider to be perhaps one of the coolest, most amazing golf trips that anybody that I know has had the privilege of taking, you tore through the Northeast like a fucking NFL player in a freshman dorm room. You just had your way with the entire region, man. I, 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 it would be crazy of me to just try to tell everybody listening what you did. So I just would rather hear it from the man himself. Um, we, we can get as, as far into this or as deep into this as you want. Yeah, I um, mean, I'll tell you all about it. Yeah, man, I, I'm just <laughs> um, I'm super, super curious. So, first of all, 
And let me give you an on-air congratulations. You yeah. recently married man. Congratulations for that as well. August, been, August 26th. It's been a busy like month and a half for you, man. I know. And, and, <laughs> and people are probably wondering now, like, how did you go on an epic golf trip right after think you got most, married? I think most dudes are thinking to themselves, <laughs> I need to listen to what this dude has to say because yeah. he is doing something right. He got married. He seemingly has a great wife. And he just wanted an epic golf trip. How, how do I do that? How do I find a woman like that? What do I do to get a, to a trip like this? Please share your expertise in the world of well, relationships and golf with all of the fine golf guy listeners. <laughs> basically, you just have to find a woman who wants to move the wedding up to a certain specific date, and then you have to plan a golf trip that <laughs> she'll still let you go on, even though she moved the wedding date <laughs> up. So um, it was there was a bit of understanding coming from coming from both both parties. Um, so it, it worked out, and it worked out for the for the best you know in, in both ways i mean we had a fantastic wedding um a lot of great people uh it was in sonoma so i mean near just, and dear to my heart you know yeah yeah, yeah it was it was very hot out we didn't get stuck in that massive heat wave that we, we did have like kind of right around that, that time. that was a really excessive amount of heat i think it might have been 114 <laughs> like legitimately just <laughs> at like five o'clock in the afternoon yeah it you was, know it was absolutely insane so we got a little bit lucky on that and then uh, being able to go on this golf trip right afterwards was even more tremendous. Yeah, um, man. Well, let's see here. Uh, let's just dive right into it. So I'll, I'll let you explain it. So how how long were you on this golf trip? What, what was the total number of days that you spent golfing out in the Northeast? Seven days, ten courses. Ten courses in seven days. Ten courses, seven days. That is an exceptional amount of golf, yeah. my friend. And our, our original just thought process was, like, just let's just try to go as as big as we possibly can like who knows if we're going to be able to do this again i'm getting married this year i mean we had the trip planned you know i'd say almost two years you know prior to me sure. I, I wasn't even thinking about getting married or getting engaged at all when we had thought about this yeah, yeah. so to have it all come together the way that we had kind of envisioned was was awesome i mean normally like things just get caught up and um or plans get changed mm -hmm. and you just can't you know things just kind of fall through and we got great weather you know all of our hosts were amazing um just just great people to 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 they, i mean they didn't even know me and they were so so generous and it was just um it was really great to kind of ex because it made it all better it made yeah. it, it made it it made it just so amazing to and um and uh and to be able to have the connections to be able to go do that uh, it well, was great. I mean, they were very solid, solid friends that were, were like very, like, oh, you're getting married. You know, you just you just qualified for the midham. Yeah, right. Um, I mean, like, let's make this as good as it could possibly be. And 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 I'm, I'm very very appreciative to have you know those types of people in my life that would go out of their way to set that up for me. For sure, man. Well, I think it's uh it's important the little point that you noted that th this is a golf trip that you. And your buddy had been planning for a couple of years yeah. before, because when we finally get into it and we let you know share with people some of the places you were able to visit and some of the things you were able to do, yeah. uh, some people might think like, "Oh, dude, like I wish I could just go on a golf trip and you know just next month." And it's like, no, even even if you are a great you know a good golfer who knows a lot of people who like you know just loves traveling and loves playing golf, if you want to make an epic golf trip like this, it takes what I would think is a pretty incredible amount of planning logistical coordination and all that kind of stuff like that. it's not something a golf trip 
of this magnitude isn't something that just gets thrown together last minute. It's something that takes a lot of planning, I would assume. It's it's a lot. It's just small details. It's yeah. a lot of emailing back and forth. You know, things are changing constantly with, you know, availability. And then, you know, say uh, I'm available. You know, then you're available. Then, well, is the golf course available? Do they have times that day? They have a tournament. I mean, it's peak season. Are the greens punched? Are do they have club championship or or invitationals? Or, I mean, and we were able to kind of work around that. I mean, a couple of courses we played. One was right before a member-member tournament, and then we actually played one of the courses on a day where it was the club championship, like, finals. Oh, shit. So, I mean, and that, so it's like, well, <laughs> it was nice to be able to actually get on the golf course that yeah, day. No shit, man. Most golf courses I know, they're closed they'd say for yes, the whole entire day for the, the members. It's the club championships. I'm sorry, yeah. I don't know what you mean. They're yeah. like, hey, you want to play today? Sorry. I mean, come on Tuesday. So it was like a Sunday. It was like a Sunday afternoon. It was like playing golf. It's like club championship. <laughs> could could not need any more perfect. Well, shoot. Let's uh, let's stop torturing the people that are listening here. Let's exactly. get, let's get into some of the details here. I so think it, I think it's a good torture though. It, it is a good. We're really building. It, it's, the worth it. It, it's worth it. It's worth. At this it. point, somebody's sitting in their you know sitting in their commute to work, being like, like "Come on, dude, where the fuck did you play? I Jesus know. Christ! <laughs> <laughs> I'm <laughs> driving right now. I got to go to work in five minutes." <laughs> Uh, All right, so, so ten courses in ten courses, seven, seven days. days. Maybe it just would work best if you kind of just go in the order yeah, of which uh, you played them. Just to just lay them all on us, and then we can get into as many details as uh, as I can possibly okay. possibly think of here. So red eye, red eye out of SFO. Okay, Sunday night. Yeah, um, Philadelphia. Perfect. A, get there. A six golf o'clock in the a morning. Golf mecca, Philadelphia. Yeah. yeah. Some people, you know, everybody thinks of Monterey and. You know, Myrtle Beach or something like that. But no, nah, dude, if you... I had no idea how many great golf courses were in Philadelphia until, um, until like, last year. If it were not for Instagram, I would have no idea how many good golf courses were in or around the Philadelphia I area. I think that's extremely true. Yeah. And there are so many good ones. There's so many classic, classic designs. So being able to fly into Philly was was a great way to start the trip. Yeah. So we, uh, we got in Monday and just kind of hung out because we... We're having a long week and just wanted some rest. Saw Mondays some, usually aren't typically great yeah. for playing. And especially the courses are yeah, the courses we wanted <laughs> to play were were not available. Sure. So, um, I got a random text on Thursday afternoon, and it was from Jose Vizcaino, and he was like, "Ben, like I'm Giants really, legend Jose Vizcaino. Yeah, no I'm shit. Like, I really want to play Marion, like." I'm going to be out there. I'm playing Pine Valley. I'm playing Aronimic, uh with some uh, with some coaches. Is there any anything you can do to help me out? And I was like, you need to call me right now. <laughs> <laughs> so he calls me 15 minutes later, and I'm like, Jose, like, what the fuck, man? I'm playing Marion on Tuesday. I've been playing the golf trip forever. Like this is this is this is perfect. I think we have a spot for you also. No and he shit. just he like flipped out. By the way, he is a golf nut. Fanatic. Fanatic. He hits the shit out of the ball. It's 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 kind of embarrassing. Good for <laughs> Jose, man. Dude, that you're is playing with him. He hits it like forty yards by me. But um By the way, so in, in case was, anybody isn't familiar, you are a plus uh two And this two. dude's hitting the ball forty yards by you. Yeah, but I mean, Jesus Christ! He also hits a pretty crook. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I'll give him that. If Jose's listening, yeah, you, you also know you could. Jose, you provided me with a lot of great childhood memories. We mean no disrespect. And I have some money in it. Yeah. I, I have some of his money in my pocket. Okay. Um, so he, he he's like, hey, you want to play Aronimic? Because one of the coaches had to cancel and go back to his family that was in um, Florida because uh-huh. of the hurricane. So we get a chance to play Aronimic, which was probably the one we didn't have the connection on. Sure. So that was just a great pickup. And then I was able to get him on Marion in the afternoon with us. So day one, you went Aronimic? Aronimic morning, Marion afternoon. Jesus Christ. And then we drove into New York um, on Tuesday night, stayed the night in New York, and then we drove to Garden City in the morning. Okay. Played Garden City Men's Club in the morning. Nice little lunch. Um, that place was fantastic. The name would Walter leave me. Travis. Is, is there no lady uh, proprietary members then at Garden City? There is no ladies allowed on the site unless it's Christmas Eve and they want to, okay. you know, get some presents for the men. An old and school have, club. Well, they have to en- they have to enter the club through a specific entrance. Interesting. And then they're only allowed to be on the grounds on Christmas Eve. Huh. That's there's no other time that they can ever be on the property. By the way, just for anybody listening, this is actually not that uncommon of a thing. Like there are clubs right here in the Bay Area that don't allow female proprietary members or anything like that. This is it's it, 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 obviously I don't know it, it, about it, it's the a Bay little as much. I mean, Cal clubs. Cal, probably I, I know Cal club doesn't allow men's. female proprietary members. I mean, I, uh, ladies I are allowed to go play, but they're not allowed yeah. to be the you know the main member. At the they're club. not. Well, they're not considered. Right. I shouldn't say not allowed. They just yeah. only consider. There, there's, there's like, there's like, there's like a specific w- ladies' day that they can go play, and mm-hmm. I think San Francisco Club has a women's annex where they're not considered okay. full members. But I mean, they can bring guests, and they can, they can, they can have you know people come play at the course. But Got they're it. Not, okay. they're not, they're not, and they can't play on Saturdays. Okay, that makes sense. So, right. so, but other than that, getting back to it, we got Aronimic. Marion, Garden City in the morning on day two. And then we go to Beth Page in the afternoon. So that was yeah, that man. was lucky also. That was that was like, okay, um <laughs> this is really this is this is pretty lucky being able to walk up to Beth Page and Fuck then yeah. just walk right on. And so there was no really tea time in made in advance at no, Beth Page. No, it was it was a complete complete wing. Just out of the blue, like let's just head over there and just kind of see what see what we can do. Awesome. And um, our host at Garden City was very adamant on let, making us go over there and being like, "All right, you can you can get on." It's a Wednesday afternoon. You should be good. So um, it was an, an amazing day. We had some crazy storm clouds. I mean, the light was coming in and out. It was mm-hmm. fantastic. Awesome. Um, I played fourteen holes and in, in really good light. And the last last few were were uh, got a little crazy. Okay. Actually, quick story. Yeah. On, uh, <laughs> we love tangents on this podcast. Yeah. So don't ever feel bad about you yeah. know going off with a with a fun story here or there. So I get to fourteen and I'm one under par on the fourteenth hole. It's pretty good, at friend. Beth Page. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm I'm pumped, man. Well, I'm assuming like again, this is this is a golf course designed for very accomplished, very skilled golfers. There so is, this is the sign on the front. You know, yeah, right there's right a the first sign. Tee. I've never so, seen a sign so on the front of the golf course. I'm assuming as a dude who's you know. You know, obviously, you've qualified for the bidding. You're, you're an accomplished playing, amateur player. If you're one under through 13, that's that I means you're playing, playing pretty good, right? I was playing. I was playing really well. Okay. And I feel like they could have taken this golf course and just closed it for maybe five days, mowed the greens, and then it could have been ready for the U.S. Open. I mean, this place was a beast. And 
I can specifically recount my shots and like I was just in the zone and like they were tough golf shots that I was just executing it was just like I mean it was a casual round I was having a great time with friends and you know you just you just kind of play well sometimes but to do it at Beth Page and get to like 100 par through 14 I was pumped and my buddy like the light was gone he was taking pictures and he's like all right I gotta get out of here and I'm like there's no way I'm quitting right now (laughs) so I play 15, which is like 480 uphill, probably the nastiest par four. And the fairway is casual 480. No yeah, big deal. The, the fairways still as wide as they had it during the U.S. Open. <laughs> so I make bogey just to run up and meet the next group. Like I, I wanted to get to the next group and be able to play with them to finish yeah, yeah. the whole round. There's a sixum like standing on the tee box, and there's like New Jersey guys, a couple of New York guys, and they just don't want to. They don't want to talk to me. They don't want to. I'm definitely not included in that. I knew Sorry, California boy. So I just kind of sat there on my phone for 15 minutes and waited <laughs> for them to clear. I pipe a drive, st- stick it to like three feet, then miss it. I, mean, I, was distra- I was trying to finish the round too, but it was like a 490 par four downhill, like let's get back to one under par here. Mm-hmm. And then I just murph the putt and like whatever. So <laughs> I play 17. I look at the guys coming down 16. And I was like, all right, you guys can play up. Like, go ahead. No worries. Like, we, uh, everyone wants to Everybody finish. Everybody wants to finish. I understand right. that. So I get to 18. I'm waiting in the fairway. And I look back. And I see the guys kind of come up onto the tee box. And I'm looking for my ball still. It was, it's pretty dark at this point. And yeah. I'm, what was I was going to say, by the it, time you get to 18, visibility yeah. is what? Nah, it's, yeah. It's I got enough light to be able to, you know, see the ball and kind of have an idea where it's going. Okay. And the moonlight was kind of more lighting up the kind of sky than anything Got it. Okay, else. Yeah, understood. And if anyone knows the bunkers on 18 at Beth Page, they're nasty and brutal, and I hit it in the right bunker. And so I finally found my ball, and I hear this, like, come on, let's go, like from the tee box. I'm thinking, these fucking assholes that I was trying to, like, <laughs> be nice to when they were coming down 16 are yelling at me to finish. So I flub one up there. And I turn around and I just yell, fuck you. <laughs> and they just start railing balls over the top of my head. <laughs> and I'm thinking, God damn it. Like, I, you know, like the initial, like, you know, blood goes to the head. You're thinking, you know, I want to go destroy Jesus. them. And so I took all the balls and I threw them into the woods and I threw a couple in the bunkers. I finished out the hole and I got the fuck out of there because I realized I was at Beth Page and these guys could be cops or firemen that were hammered and I could I'm playing Maidstone and National the next day and I might I might get absolutely destroyed. That's, that's the last thing I want to do is I'm thinking about my hand. I'm thinking I don't want to break my hand on someone's face. Yeah. But I would probably would have got my face broken. Rather than you know me breaking someone's face in that kind of a situation, there was four of them coming off the fairway, I'm, and I wanted to run back and confront them. I mean, like it wasn't the best idea, so <laughs> I'm glad that I got out of there as quickly as I possibly could. But it makes for a good little story, and especially at Beth Page, I mean, these guys are like passionate about their course. They're like, "Hey, you know, come play with us at 9:20 in the morning." Like, yeah. <laughs> hey, come play with us. And it's like, oh, I got, I got something to do. I got to work. It's like, no, no, you, you get. This is a rare invite. You, you come and playing with us. Like you come and playing. And you're like, okay, I guess I'm gonna come play with you. Like these guys run the golf course. So I was, Dude. the chance that I was gonna run into someone like that and get my face destroyed was not 
I just I, I put that ahead of any kind of like like pride and like I gotta I gotta tell him to fuck off. Like I just I got out of there quick. I, I bogeyed <laughs> the last two holes and just got out of there. I come back to the car. My buddy's like, "Hey, how'd it go?" I'm like, "Horrible. Let's get out of here. <laughs> Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Let's get out of here now, dude." I I don't I mean no disrespect to any of the other guests I've had on the fifty some odd episodes we've done on this podcast. But that has got to be the most excellent story that somebody has shared with us yet. <laughs> yeah, I had to say oh, that. That one. is fantastic, man. No, Cheers. no, it was. Hey, I'm glad you're here in one piece, bro. Well, I was, I was, I was happy, and I was scared, and then I was happy <laughs> all within a half hour. <laughs> I was very, very happy when I was walking off 14, and then I got very, very scared when I was walking off 18, and I got very, very happy when I didn't see them as I was leaving the parking lot. So I'm sure the question that. I know I'm going to ask that maybe nobody else's. What was your final number? Did you, oh, did you finish it even? or were, were you able to get even, or did you finish it one over? I bogeyed 16, 17, and 18. Oh, God damn. No, I bogeyed. No, I sorry. I bogeyed 15, part 16, bogeyed 17, 18. Okay. So I was one under, three bogeys, two over. I mean, two over at a golf course that has a sign saying, you know, expert golfers you know really highly skilled golfers only i'd say that's pretty good yeah is that the most difficult course you think you played on your trip it was definitely the most difficult course i okay. played the it most was... difficult course you've played ever you know what cog hill cog uh, hill i've heard dude i've heard is... demon stories from cog hill before cog hill is a son of a bitch a real ball buster huh well beth page isn't even as long as cog hill cog hill is like 7700 from from the tips, Jesus. I mean, after, after Tiger shot sixty two there in two thousand, Tiger proof that shit. That's exactly what they did. So, I think he might have shot that after they had redone redone the course too. Jesus. Um, but Bethpage is one of is the most difficult golf courses difficult. you've probably ever played. The fairways were much firmer when I played Bethpage, so the ball was huh. running a little bit more. Okay. And at Cog Hill, it was kind of wet and and it was kind of soft, so the ball was kind of hitting hitting and sticking. Um, so I, I mean, and I, I I shot two over at Cog Hill too, and I played my two pretty, ass off pretty, two pretty good rounds of golf at man. both places. So, I I mean, there has to be something to be said. If I mean, if it was a tournament and he did a tournament, they wouldn't have been having us play that far back in those conditions. But um, still, it was nice to be able to play well at those golf courses because my friend that was I was playing with at those places did not have the best time, and that I think that kind of tainted you know the overall mm. view of the golf course. Okay. Just because it's brutal, and I, I mean, I wanted to play it all the way back. I want to see the whole place. Sure. So someone that's not going to be striping it on every shot, and their shot dispersion is wide. I mean, they're missing it, you know, in the trees and hitting quick hooks and stuff like that. Well, I mean, playing four hundred and seventy-five yard par fours or, or, or it's no, it's no. It's something you, that the average golfer, someone like myself, who I mean, it's gonna wear you down. People who've listened to this podcast, they know, like, I don't hit the ball very far. Like, if I if I yeah. pipe a driver. You know, I'm I'm gonna get it in the air like two two fifty. Oh, that's good. You know, I mean, like you know, for for a you know a guy who's supposedly in his physical prime, you know, about to hit age thirty, yeah. it's not that far. But at least you know, well, I, I, I don't mean, know how many people can. I'm hitting at like two sixty. Yeah, the like air. I don't know how many people can relate to this, but I think the really cool thing is that when some when you're a pretty skilled golfer like you are, the coolest part about going to play golf courses. At least, you know, this is what I, I perceive to be the coolest part about going to play golf courses when you're really good is that if you get a chance to play those same tees that the guys can and you can actually somewhat successfully navigate the golf course, you actually kind of can get, you know, 
a window into what these guys are dealing with when they're playing in a tournament where guys that aren't really good golfers or girls, you know, we're, we're not sexist here on the golf yeah, guy yeah. podcast, but I mean like, you know, if you're, if you're a 10 handicap and you go and play the tips, it doesn't matter how good you played. You're just not going to have that much fun because the course is going to just knock your dick into the dirt. Yeah. Or if you're like a good golfer, you can actually kind of get a pretty good idea of what the test is like when these guys go out to a golf course. So when you go to some place like Beth page, you know, that's hosted a U.S. open and is, you know, you know, has had a, I don't even know how many professional tournaments contested out there having the opportunity to play the same tees more or less that those guys do and not do it where you're just basically just hitting out of the woods on your second shot every hole. That's a pretty cool experience in terms of being able to understand just how gnarly the conditions are that these guys deal with day to day on tour. There's definitely a, you have to have a certain skill level to play the tips at Beth page. For sure. I mean, they're, if you're hitting everywhere, it's just going to, it's, it's not going to be a fun golf course to play. <laughs> Um, and they play at the New York State Open there every year. I mean, they keep it in probably some of the best shape that a public golf course could be, like across across the country. Like, yeah, out of all the public courses across the country, I mean, that's probably one of the best kept, you know, public golf courses. So, um, which is awesome because it's awesome, I should say, because it's not even a daily field. That's like a straight municipal yeah. golf course. It's not I, like a private paid, owner who has it open to public ways. It's like is it the state or the city or the county yeah, that the, takes care of it? I I think it's the city of New York, but I mean, I mean, I, I was like one hundred thirty-five dollars, and it was like three fifteen in the afternoon. I was like, I'm I'll pay one hundred thirty-five dollars yeah, to dude. get as many holes in as one hundred percent. If I'm playing nine holes, I don't give a shit. I I just want to get out there on the golf course. I want to see this place. Fuck yeah, man. I mean, I mean, the first hole might be one of the weakest holes on the golf course. Really? Like, cause you're just it's like right off it's like right off the the clubhouse, like dog leg right. Okay. Like boom. I mean, the green's kind of kind of funky and kind of spectacular. And you go through this tunnel, and then, like, two is just, like, uphill dog leg left, and, like, three, and then four is just, like, the most dynamic par five. Like, it's just stunning. Is you, that the is that the most photographed one that has, like, that, the double layers the that double, has, the great, has the great hazard? Yeah, that's the, that's the double dog leg that has uh -huh. the great hazard, and that is just such, that's such an amazing Is it as hole. epic in real life as it seems like it is in all the pictures? Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, you come right off that green on three, and you look to the left, and it's like, whoa. Bam. Yeah, it's just unbelievable. And then fifth might be the hardest part four in the world. I mean, a couple nice attributes you'd have if you're yeah. a golf course, you know. Oh, <laughs> you're uh, like, like five, five, just like straight up punches you like right in the nutsack, and like it's the only hole that I've ever played where like I made, I made four and. I felt like, oh, actually, you know, I played from the up tee. I didn't even play from the back tee because I was <laughs> like, fuck this. I'm not playing this hole from all the way back. Uh, I just justified the fact that, like, if this was a tournament, like, somebody would just put this hole up to the, yeah, for, the yeah, for one tee up at least. <laughs> oh, it's, four, it's 457 now instead of 478. Uh, but the green's, like, tucked behind, like, these trees and, like, the hill. Like, dog leg's right, but the green's to the left. So like you have to just rip one up the right side, and and you have to be in the fairway to even hold the green or anything. Like it's like, I mean, if you if you miss the fairway, you just lay up short of the short of the green to the right, and have to have like a seventy yard wedge shot up the hill. That's a, it's the only thing you can do. I mean, the hole is just it's disgusting. <laughs> and there's and there's multiple ones out out there like that. I mean, it's just. We've been talking about Bethpage for a while. No, so it's, it's amazing, man. All right, so yeah, we'll, we'll, the we'll, next day, so we play Bethpage. And then we so you're four courses in. You got two yeah. days of, of of doubling up, yeah. playing thirty six holes. And then we go we double up the next day too. Okay, so we play Maidstone so in the you morning. You went hard 
yeah. those first three days. Yeah. So we go, we drive back to New York, stay in New York, and we drive to Maidstone yeah. in the morning. It's like, you know, two two hour drive out to, you know, kind of Southampton. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it was the furthest point we went to on, on our whole trip. Um, Interesting. So, like, Maidstone's actually further away from New York City than a lot of the other Long Island courses that oh, you, you see. way out there. Okay. Maidstone's so way out there. Like, the on like almost tip of, like, the Hamptons? Almost, almost the tip of the Hamptons. Interesting. It's, it's pretty far out there. Okay. Um, and it was it was kind of a foggy, kind of moody day, like same thing as at same thing we had that, that we had at Fisher's. Okay. Um, it was just uh, it was it was it was beautiful, but sure. the golf course like didn't really pop like mm-hmm. with 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 the fogginess. It, it, it's pretty flat. I mean, there's just it's, it it kind of almost reminded me a lot of Garden City. Okay. Kind of in that kind of a way where it was just flat and. You know the bunkers were very interesting and they were well placed. And, I mean, it's a core Crenshaw redo from the Willie Park original, um, and the course is very set into its natural, you know, layout. The way the lay of the land. And there's a couple great par threes. Like the 14th hole is a spectacular par three that mm-hmm. kind of goes back into the dunes. The green just kind of like elevated and sitting on the dunes. I mean, you could hit pitching wedge or you could hit four iron depending on the wind um so we kind of caught it on the foggy kind of calm day didn't really have the teeth of the course and, and we couldn't really see the beauty of it so i think that left a little bit of a mark on me like okay. i would rather you know if i had seen it on it'd be nice to go day. back and play it again on like a nice clear yeah kind of day. we could really get all the sight lines and really be able to kind of yeah, take everything in yeah i think it would have been and okay. i also i also wanted to put the drone up too <laughs> and you can't do that when the fog's just socked in like that no. so that was I mean, put a little bit of a damper but we drove out to national in the afternoon which is about a 45 minute drive from maidstone okay and then we got a chance to play national it's, and on, it's on the complete opposite side of the island you know it, like as far as north okay it's going, we're going north okay and maidstone's on the south side um i mean they're pretty much know perpendicular to each other and then um uh and we it was beautiful at national i yeah. mean it was phenomenal weather uh a little windy but uh we just caught the best day out there it was an epic sunset and the sun was kind of coming in and out and that is by far the best golf course that i played on the whole trip just yeah. all all in all experience from you know, showing up, um, you know, the old school caddies that were just kind of like, hey, you know, it's two o'clock in the afternoon. It's a, been a busy day. We're on our second loop. Like, let's get this thing going. Like, <laughs> I want to get out of here. <laughs> so um, it was, yeah, it was fun to see, like, the guys have been there for like 20 years. They're just like telling, like, funny stories one-liners you know it that was, is fantastic yeah, it was, it was it, the overall experience was was great and um when we finished uh you know the member that hosted us you know sent me a text and was like hey we'll set you up in in the locker room you know go and see you know the, the gm and you can you guys can have a couple of drinks you know um out on the porch and we had a foursome he's like Amazing. i'll buy i'll buy everyone a drink so two of the guys actually had to leave. So fucking suckers. We ended up getting two <laughs> drinks apiece. <laughs> uh, and I think sitting sitting on on the porch at National Golf Links, looking bucket at list the national life flag item checked. 
that might have been yeah. one of the ultimate moments of you know sitting there with a south side in your hand they're they're kind of legendary for you know sure national having the south sides yeah, yeah. kind of their that's kind of their main drink and uh to be able to sit there and enjoy that sit there with a good friend of mine you know and we're looking at you know a, a completely lit up sky beautiful sunset you know watching the national flag fly it was just it was it was pretty surreal it was that was something that i'll never forget and that was you know one of the moments i've been on a lot of, i've been on a lot of golf courses you know, yeah I'm very young still compared to a lot of people that have played a lot of great places and that was one of the moments where you, you know it really hits home and you have some serious like appreciation for you know being able to be on that trip and being that moment and it was uh it was something i'll never forget it was a lot of fun this is an audio only podcast but if people could see me right now they'd see them fucking crying with just joy yeah because it's just so beautiful it oh. was like it was like you just recited me a Gosh. beautiful and i shakespearean type poem with how fucking poetically beautiful that was and the problem with being on a podcast is like i I have things that I want to show people right now. I mean, I want to show people like these pictures. I want to, I want to show them, you know, me fly the drone. I want to, I want to show, I want to show this stuff. Like, we'll, we'll, we'll hit you with this again, I mean, but just, just so people know, if they want to see some pictures of your golf trip, can they? And if so, where, where, where can they go to find them? Oh, well, I mean, it's all over my Instagram right now. Okay. It's, uh, so if everybody's not familiar, where, where can they find you on Instagram? It's uh, at the golf hawk. Um, just the way that it sounds. Yeah. The golf hawk hawk that's it perfect just scouring above i i I hope that you get to shower us with deliciously delightful images of this golf trip for for weeks and months to come yeah i've posted i've posted you know quite a quite a few already i've posted probably 15 pictures but um i mean i i have so many great ones and and the friends that i was on the trip with have such amazing amazing golf photos and i'll I'll actually plug them right now too um uh it's a at uh, Gunga Galunga Golf. Gunga Galunga. Gunga Galunga. And then... Uh, Fucking and then Carl. I'll, yeah. Goddamn Carl. <laughs> and then um, uh, also John Cavalier uh, at Lynx Gems. Lynx Gems. Yeah. He's he's kind of the man. He's, I can attest that those around. are three, yours included, Yeah, pretty sensational, just bonery, good golf course pictures. I mean, if you if you get off on golf porn... Yeah. Was it the, your account and uh, Gunga hey, Galunga we and Link Stems is some pretty we erotic stuff, golf bro. Porn all the time. We hashtag we hashtag golf porn all oh, the for time. for sure. That's one of our main hashtags. You know, you got to let people know. Absolutely, it's, it's out there. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 pretty happy to be able to be included in in that group of those two. I mean, those those guys are take some amazing pictures, and and John has played ninety three of the top one hundred courses. In the U.S., so he's going. Once he figures finishes that, he's going world. Interesting. All right, um, I'm gonna make a little note here because I want to know which ones he hasn't played, so we can see if uh, if anybody out there listening has any access to any of them that they can help him out. Perhaps get to, get to his goal. So I'm gonna write a little note here. Yeah, he's got seven left, and they're probably the biggest ones you can think of. Actually, no. I mean, he's he's knocked off. I mean, I would assume Augusta is one of them. Augusta, Peachtree, hmm, Eastlake, okay. Honors Course. Huh. in tennessee okay so that kind of that's that's like five right there you can you can kind of knock off but i mean augusta's not really a, augusta that one it's might not really an option yeah <laughs> that one's a little more challenging yeah. although i'm assuming they're probably all somewhat challenging but uh yeah i mean you might be able to run on the golf course for like a hole and a, maybe a half a hole 
he's probably would still wouldn't even be able to make it on the ground. No, I don't think so. Because yeah. I mean, dude, I I got I got halfway into saying that and realized that no, you wouldn't even make it out there. No, you wouldn't even make it out there. <laughs> well, dude, I mean, the the first time that I not playing, but the first time I visited Cyprus, when my buddy, uh, uh, who's a staff member out there, was kind of just showing me around, just kind of giving me a little bit of a tour of the place, and he had to go leave to go grab something real quick, and I was just standing. Uh, above the 18th tee just kind of taking it all in not even taking pictures just really just trying to absorb how beautiful everything was and a gentleman from the clubhouse quite literally sprinted like this guy in you know basically like a butler outfit you know you know the white dinner jacket you know three-piece you know black vest white shirt you know tuxedo pants yeah he was a server came in a full-on sprint out to the 18th excuse me sir excuse me sir excuse me what you can't be out here i was like oh Dude, don't worry. I'm, I'm out here. My friend is, you know, a, a staff member out here. He just had to go run. He's like, what's his name? I tell him the name. He's like, okay. All right. I'll, okay. You can stay here, but please just oh, don't walk out on the golf course. I was like, oh. Oh, he must have. Okay. I'm sorry. He, he must have just thought that you were just some random person. Yeah. No, no. He for sure thought I was just some random person. Like, you know. Because if, you, if you'd play, like, you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he definitely thing. thought I was just some random dude that was coming out there and just gacking on how beautiful yeah. a golf course was. But it's like, yeah. I would imagine Augusta's even, because it's crazy that Cypress is like right on the main road. There's no gate. I mean, obviously, it's no. there's a sign that's private only, but like no. some of those other golf courses, dude, like you got to have like Section 10 U.S. government fucking like security clearance to get in, it seems like. Yeah, no, there's, I mean, uh, there there's some courses that really take that seriously. Yeah. Like, they, they take that security like really seriously. I, th- I just, I think that, some of the courses like Cypress and in San Francisco and um, you know, even even Cal Club and some of the more high end courses that don't have like a massive security, you mm-hmm. know, at the front, like if they do have that, that might entice people to try to really it might, get it, in yeah, it more, might incentivize them to try to break you know? the rules. And I think it's also um, a testament to just kind of how laid back because the West it's Coast not is. like they're not watching like they have they know they got eyes man they, they have, got a lot of eyes on cameras everybody and they got eyes everywhere for sure like watching everything so um even though it doesn't look like there's security i mean there's there's people people take note i mean they oh, catch yeah. on real quick if, if you're out of place i mean you're gonna you're, you're probably gonna get caught up oh for sure for and sure. as long as you're, if you and if you're being a dick about it, I mean, you're probably going to get prosecuted. Yeah, you def- you definitely don't so, want to be a dick in any of these places. Yeah, there's a lot of. Uh, I think some people have a little bit of a sense of entitlement, like they feel like they deserve to be able to see the course or do whatever they want to do. Like I'm just coming out here, I want to see it. I heard this is best place in the world. It's like no, like you can't just walk around, sir. Man. Like I get it, it is beautiful. Yeah, but you have to keep in mind this is what is referred to as private property. And then here, <laughs> and then this this takes us to our next course. All right, yeah. So on okay, Friday. We, we have gone way off the rails. No, it, here. Okay. it's actually really good because so, this 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 brings us right back on. You got a point. good segue for me. Well, it's Pine Valley. Oh, okay. So so Pine Valley. Three days in, we're six golf courses in. Number seven is Pine what is the number one Valley. golf course according to Golf Digest and Golf Magazine. Pine Valley. Pine Valley. Goodness, goodness gracious. It's funny because I'm sure some of the people listening to this, they've already heard you say that National is probably your favorite one that you played on the whole trip. And they're like, yeah. but what about you just Pine told Valley? me he just played the number one golf course in the entire fucking world. Yeah, but it's I, such, it's, it's, it's very, it's a much different experience than National. I mean, Pine Valley is just big big everything's big at pine huh. valley the bunkers are big the greens are big you know the it's golf just on a much bigger big. scale it almost it sounds like yeah it's just a massive piece of property everything's huh. just everything's just large and and like crazy i mean 
Interesting. It's just it's I've never I've never seen bunkers like Pine Valley. Like just the the fescue and and the colors that are in the grass sure. around the bunkering. Uh-huh. I mean, it's it's deadly. Like you can't obviously it, like it's it's notorious for having some of the gnarliest, most you know penalizing you know if bunkers and hazards of any golf course. If you're in one of the bunkers, you're it's it's almost a pitch out. You have to be in a specific spot to be able to really advance the ball in kind of any kind of a way. So the the problem with Pine Valley was we didn't even know if we were going to be able to play it. And last minute, I get a text about Pine Valley and it's like, okay, like Tuesday you're trying to play Pine Valley. Like, sorry, I mean, that's not going to work out. You know, our host can't make it. So we're going to be end up playing on Friday. I'm like, oh, God damn it. The twist was just like almost heart-wrenching. <laughs> and then he calls me back again two days later saying, I have some news about Pine Valley. And I sent a text back immediately saying, oh, man, like, this can't be good. You know, these people are national members. You know, the fact of 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 them, you know, really being able to host us is is, is amazing. And in and, and the fact, I mean, being able to actually hold on to that and have it come through would, would be great. So I'm thinking, you know, this is the call where I'm going to get, you know. Just a sh- fucking truckload of bad news just the the stake in, in in the heart so he's like oh no uh we're actually going to meet there a little bit earlier we're going to play the short course we're gonna have lunch and then play the big course <laughs> Jesus. Uh, like, I, did, I just laugh i just laugh to myself i'm like you laughed he said sir i'm sorry absolutely i, I hope you right can't now? feel my heart on through the phone jesus <laughs> oh god i was like uh, I hate you right now, man. Dude, that is I amazing. I hate you. I hope he was doing it to purposely fuck with you. Oh, he actually didn't even didn't even he, the the first initial like, hey, we can't play Tuesday. We're playing Friday. Was like to really screw with me, and then like the other part, uh, the, the second was like, <laughs> not even just to, just letting me know that oh, hey, let's meet there early because we can play the short course too. The short course is just a replica of approach shots to the big course. Oh. So that's why it's so awesome. Really? Yeah. So when you're out on the real on the big course, the short course is almost an exact replica of the second shots that you're going to have into the greens. Oh. And is is, is there par fours then? So the par fives are two shot, or is it all? Well, no. It's, it's okay. A, I mean, there's only the, it's basically there's your two approach shot on everything. Uh, yeah. So the, the okay. pro, like like um, Pine Valley only has two par fives. The par three. Yeah. Only two. Okay, par, so par seventy, huh? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think of it. It's seven. Seven is the first part five. Wow. Yeah. And then okay. 15 is the next part five. That, that's it. I'm not great at math, is, but that sounds like two to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think like, gosh, like, is that place really only have two part fives? Because the part fives they have are not reachable part fives. Yeah. Like no one's They're getting real, home. They're real. No one's getting man's, home on, man's ha- par on Hell's fives. Acre. I mean, 640 from the tips. How's that and then. And then 15 is like 600 yards too. Uphill, no chance getting there. There's no chance. I mean, unless you hit it 350 in the air. Right. Some people do. Not me. Yeah. So I hit driver hybrid wedge on 15. <laughs> it was like the best wedge. Oh, actually. I hit, I hit, oh, no, no, no. I hit nine iron. Yeah, I was like 140. No, there, there, was, there was no wedges, though. No, there was nope, no wedges. It was, it was a nine iron. No, no, there was no wedges. Dude, that is epic. Yeah, Holy so Pine shit. Valley was phenomenal. Okay, 
And it, it was right before the Crump Cup. From the pictures that I've seen on Instagram, it looked like your weather, uh, the weather for your yeah, dad the Pine Valley turned out, out pretty great as yeah, well. That was a great day. Yeah. It was nice. It was perfect temperature. You know, great light. Um, yeah, it was it was phenomenal. It was Dude. really good. And um, and the course was in crazy good shape because mm-hmm. they were getting ready for um, for the uh, for the Crump Cup, yeah. which is one of the bigger mid am you know, invitationals in the country. Sure. And they actually opened the course up to the public on Sunday. To go walk around. To go walk around and check it out and just see the course. So that's, I mean, that's 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 awesome. They do that, yeah. That's super, super awesome. I don't think any courses of that caliber, you know, would do that. That's almost like Augusta opening up their, you know, course on like a private day for a small amount of people to kind of come out there and walk around. I mean, the only other... The reason I could think of a course of that caliber opening its gates to let people play would is if it's hosting like a public event, like a USGA yeah. type event. Yeah, and it's a private event, so the fact yeah. that they're doing that is 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 pretty it's pretty cool. Well, good for them, man. That's, yeah. uh, that's super awesome. Yeah. Right. So Pine Valley was great. We got seven out of the ten. This, yeah. This, this, this the list is yeah epic to say the least it's so far. But really we still good. have three rounds of golf left. So yeah. what what else you got for us? So we're driving back into New York from New Jersey, and then we stay. We we got in there. Late. We got in nine thirty, ten o'clock, gotta get food, gotta park the car. I mean, mm-hmm. nothing happens quickly in New York. It's horrible. Yes, so that is true. And we were gonna drive from New Jersey all the way to, to New London, Connecticut. Because oh. we have to take a ferry to be able to get to Fisher's Island. And because it's off season after Labor Day, we have to not only be at the first ferry, but it's like the only ferry, which is 7 a.m. <laughs> so not only do we have to be at the ferry at you know 6:30 in the morning, it's yeah. the only ferry besides a, like 11:30. So we have a you know 10 o'clock tea time. So we got to be on <laughs> we got to be on that seven o'clock ferry. <laughs> so I have to get we have to get from Pine Valley all the way to New London, Connecticut, which is four hours and 25 minutes. Yeah. So we drove half the, half the way to New York, stayed in New York, and then drove the next two hours to New London in the morning. We got up at like 3, 3.45, yeah. 4 in the morning. Fuck. Just just smashed out there. Got there at like 6.15, 6.20 in the morning. Got a little, I mean, no sleep at all. Good for you guys, though. But... It was it was all worth it. I mean, we got a chance to play Fisher's Island. Th- thirty six holes, thirty six at Fisher's, huh? Thirty six at Fisher's. And um, do people are people exaggerating when they say the best Seth, Seth Rayner design? I you know what it, it probably has a little bit to do with just the overall the experience, the nostalgia of having to take yeah, a boat out the there, scenery, just the whole yeah. experience as a whole. Well, I mean, you're on a fucking island in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. Islands are cool. Yeah. And <laughs> golf courses on islands are even better. Super, super cool. So, I mean, some of the holes are literally like like fairway ocean. Jumping on fairway, jump two feet ocean. I mean, it's right there. Pretty spectacular. And they're template, C.B. McDonald template holes, like Punch Bowl, the Knoll, the Redan. I mean, it's... It, it's classic architecture in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. Doesn't get much better than that. Other than the fact that we had good. a foggy day. I mean, it, but it kind of made it kind of moody and kind of eerie. And it was all in all, you know, a great experience. Yeah, that, that, that is And it's a fantastic. golf course that you want to play twice. When you play it the first time, it's hard to leave. Mm-hmm. Like, to so being able to play that place twice and spend the day there. 
um, was phenomenal. And I mean, the other ferry that was going back was at seven o'clock. So we had no other choice to be able just to stay out there all day. And um, it doesn't it was seem great. like the worst place in the world to get stuck or just spend all day at. Yeah. And <laughs> and the, um, the people out there are very nice. It's it's almost like everyone's a neighbor. Everyone that's on the island is, is you know, everyone says hi. Everyone talks. Everyone takes the time to kind of, you know, look at you in the eye and, and, and say hi. Because if you're out there and you're out there for a reason, mm-hmm. I mean, there's no people that are out there that are just, there's no homeless people. There's no, there's no riffraff. I mean, it's it's a it's a very different experience. Sure, I mean, and, and you you can feel it like when you're out there. It's it was pretty surreal. It's awesome, it was a lot of fun. Man. Oh, spectacular! So we played 36 there, and then we got back on the ferry, and then <laughs> head, headed back, and we drove from New London, Connecticut, all the way to Bernardsville, New Jersey, Ooh. which was two hours and 45 minutes. Okay, that was. Was that a rough drive? That was a little on rough. like two hours of sleep yeah. and like you know ten, fifteen miles of walking. <laughs> I was I was <laughs> surviving on Red Bull and Shake Shack. Uh, That's not bad. I mean, you, you know? know, is it the optimal healthy diet? Maybe not. Horribly not. But is it good enough? Hey, yeah. it, it got it got <laughs> me it got me through the th- the two and a half hour drive. All right, I, I I have to go off on a quick tangent here, real quick. Since you were just there, give me the answer right now. One or the other. Shake Shack. Shake Shack or in and out Shake Shack. For real? Shake Shack. What kind of a West Coast kid are you? One that wishes Shake Shack was on the West Coast. Wow. Interesting. It's really good. I mean, I've had it before. It is really, really good. But it's been Dude, a while. Where I want to I try them side by side. They have a fried chicken sandwich. That just separates them. Because you can have a burger and a fried chicken sandwich. Mm-hmm. You're starting, you, you are making sense. That's I don't know if I would combo. agree with you in terms of, but it, it is making sense. The variety of Shake Shack is You know what, the shakes, very nice. the sh- the, but the shakes at In-N-Out are way better than the shakes at Shake Shack. So you're saying they should not be called Shake Shack. No. It should be Chicken Sandwich and Burger Shack. That's exactly what it is, because <laughs> <laughs> All right, before I get us too far off topic. All right, so yeah. we are eight Eight courses into this yeah. trip, so you got probably two days left. It sounds like on your so trip. We're we're in Burnsville mm-hmm. on Saturday night. Yep. Finally, get a chance to sleep. Good Finally, for, good for you, man. Yeah, I was like the most glorious. This trip has just sounded so awful sleep. so far. So I'm glad you got a chance to just finally rest. <laughs> yeah. You know. <laughs> you know, God, that was the last <laughs> thing that I was I was thinking I was gonna be worrying about is like uh, just having a chance to rest, but. Th- more and more of the days kind of went on we're like gosh like we got to go here oh we got to get there like this is this is extensive yeah this is a lot yeah (laughs) we're asking a lot and then the whole entire time i'm traveling my friend had fallen off a one wheel which is like a motorized surfboard oh no and (laughs) destroyed his body like broke a rib cracked a rib like thought he punctured a lung road rash up his whole entire right side no. didn't even hit a golf ball for three weeks in fear that he would ruin something else so we're like to backtrack we were sitting standing on the practice at Aronimic, and he's just chunking wedge shots like just laying the saw down like grimacing and i'm thinking like this, this is gonna poor be fucking guy i felt so bad for him oh, man no so i'm like why don't you just 
fucking take it easy before an epic golf trip, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then the in the and like I the text I got was him like laying flat out in his bed with his like cute little daughter with a worried look on his face or her face like just next to he's like just sprawled out on the bed like all four limbs just sprawled out like with a huge road rash up his whole right side i'm just i'm like he's like hey man so this happened today and uh i should be okay for the trip but uh just to let you know i think i destroyed my body so you think uh, it was he was he was he was trying to be a little optimistic, but he had definitely destroyed himself. Well, even though I've never met you, mysterious friend, yeah, good for you, man. Yeah. Way, way <laughs> to power through it and go on do what, eleven, twelve rounds of golf in Mr. seven days on a broken rib and road rash. Mister Mister Gunga Galunga himself, just fucking Carl Spackler. Carl, you are a champion. Dude, I don't know. So how you got that going it. for you. I don't know how he Which did it. Which is nice. <laughs> <laughs> that was a tremendous yeah. reference. Which is nice. Uh, oh, fucking. All right, oh, so, the poor guy. I so, felt so bad for him still. So now, now we got uh, road rash. We got broken ribs. So what's. Uh, and then we're eight rounds deep. Eight rounds deep. So you got yeah. two rounds of golf left on this epic northeastern and golf trip. And we're sleeping. And and you're getting some rest, getting which some means rest. that you have no excuses to not go obscenely low the next day. Yeah. And so we go to Somerset Hills. And I absolutely destroyed the golf course with a nice little 67, which was the highlight of the of the trip. That was oh, yeah. That was just great. I mean, the golf course was so phenomenal. Some, dude, I'm telling you, I, I think it, I've already said this. Some of those pictures you're sending, like th- that, is the course of I all the I pictures you posted that have surprised me the most, yeah. of just how insanely beautiful it is. It surprised us the most. Yeah, because we're like coming into this place thinking. You know, this is just another one, another another really great one to play. Like, let's let's go let's go play because we'll be out here. We have we have the connection. So we we got to Bernardsville. So so you got a buddy. You got a buddy. I got a buddy who's got a, got a connection. I got a buddy that's got a connection in Bernardsville, and um, so we ended up staying there, and uh, and uh, it was like a mile from Somerset Hills. Mm-hmm. So we just were able to hang out there spend the night and it was it was just a great great way to get some rest and then be able to enjoy somerset the next day and it was the best shape of probably the majority of the courses with exception of maybe pine valley and national that we got a chance to play okay um it was it was oh god it was so good somerset was amazing and i think i got i probably got some of the best collection of photos at somerset than any of the other courses yeah um Phen- phenomenal pictures so far man just well, keep, keep them to, coming because they look good i was able to drone the whole entire golf course uh, okay. i was able to like the the head pro they have a drone at somerset and i walked in and i saw it and i was just like all right man you gotta let me throw mine up for a little bit and he's like yeah get, get out of the putting green and have at it so i have a put a bunch a, of fucking chillers I have that's a, amazing yeah I have, a, <laughs> I have a i have this one shot where I'm just hovering above twelfth hole and um just got this amazing view of like the twelfth hole, the whole lake, the eleventh hole, the clubhouse. It was just one of the best pictures I've ever gotten. Mm-hmm. And I probably wouldn't be able to get that if it wasn't, you know, for the you know, generosity and hospitality of the of the golf club to be able to let me do that. Yeah. Which which so. is phenomenal. Because I mean, a lot of times a lot of these golf courses, at least from what I understand, you know, some of them are okay some of them are kind of a little eh, about you know going out and taking lots of pictures and yeah. stuff like that so to have a club like that 
be like, dude, fucking throw it up yeah, there, man. She takes pictures. There. You're like, yeah. dude, thank you. This is, this is awesome. This is gonna be amazing. Yeah, and the course is like is really great to be able to take drone photos because it's open, and mm-hmm. then it's kind of some of the back nine is a little bit um, kind of in some trees, sure. but it's also it looks great from above because there's a big lake there and the composition is just fantastic. So, um, you know, having like two different nines and being able to capture kind of both of them, the set of pictures that you kind of get from that is, is it's a great contrast to be able to go back and forth and, and then to kind of see, you know, where the course goes from being really open, like no trees to kind of a little bit of hilly, a few trees, a couple dog legs. Um, it was, it was definitely the biggest surprise that we had on our, our entire trip. It was, yeah. Uh, we weren't expecting Somerset Hills to be as fantastic as it was. And it was the course that we played on the club championship day. Ah, uh, okay. That was the one that we got a chance to play on the club championship what, day. What's a little bit of the background on Somerset Hills? Uh, Tillinghast. Okay. And it's the only course that Tillinghast used um, C.B. McDonald's template holes. Really? So... Huh. He took after like the like the Biarritz, the Redan, um, the Eden. You know, some of those holes uh, were very common in a lot of McDonald's courses, and um, Tillinghast uh, incorporated you know a few of those designs in 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 Somerset. And um, it's, I mean, the second hole is is the Redan par three. And yeah, it's yeah, one of the most amazing par threes I've ever seen in my life. Whew. The the pitch on the green and the slope is it's so cool <laughs> it's really it's pretty spectacular um got a couple of great photos from from gunga galunga and from me and from links gems of that like little exact spot and we got amazing lighting like right over the top of that hole we were kind of coming up eight and the look back view was just was really special got the view of eight and then then um the second hole kind of in the background and uh gunga galunga got a amazing shot of the eighth green and the redan that was just just beautiful composition beautiful contrast beautiful colors um the way everything kind of fits together is just it was it was just one of those moments where it was really great to have a camera in your hand yeah. and be able to capture that fuck yeah man so um somerset hills was far exceed our, our expectations and it was a sunday so being able to play a one of those courses on a Sunday uh, was even better. It's we a serious had, treat, man. That's we awesome. A, we had a great host. I mean, our, we can't we can't thank our host enough for being able to do that. Oh, and then um, so, so I Monday Monday's the you last. Got, you got day. one course left, man. We're we're piping rock. Oh, piping, piping rock. Actually. So um, I ended up caddying for uh, the head pro. Oh, uh, okay. And so he was gracious enough just to let me come out and play on the Monday. Awesome. And um, it was really something special no that shit. place was really really cool man that sounds um, oh, that's so cool. one of the more old school like everything's kind of right in front of you you know template holes too you mm-hmm. kind of got if you knew if you kind of know what those are all about you kind of have an idea you know what strategy what, to use you know where to what, go kind yeah, of what you're going to expect sure there's a couple of holes you just can't be too aggressive on otherwise you're going to be in a really bad spot um and that's that holds true at piping um the greens were very fast, very firm, um, even for a Monday mm-hmm. when they had some of the pictures that I've taken and that I will post in the future. There's there's sand on the greens. They they, d- they did a very light top dress, 
um, where huh. we just kind of a down and back okay. on the green. Yeah. So you can see the, the, the tire marks kind of in the photos. But they rolled so true, and it wasn't a deep, you know, top dress. Uh-huh. So it was, I mean, it was like, it was like putting on, yeah, it didn't affect the ball at all. Interesting. It was, it was actually nice. As I, I thought I saw him doing it when I was playing. I'm like, oh, gosh, this is going to suck. Yeah. But they keep him at like 13 and a half anyways, kind of like Cal Club. So it was, it was phenomenal still. It wasn't, there wasn't any kind of variation at all. Dude. And then Whew. playing, I, I mean, I played, I played piping at one o'clock and I had a 715 flight out of Newark. And oh. I didn't realize how long it was going to take me to get from piping to Newark airport. So at the end of your trip, you're actually freaking out a little bit like, shit, oh. am I going to make this fucking flight or what? But I was, when I was driving, when I was driving out to piping, I was thinking about the logistics. I'm like, all right, I got to play. Like, if it takes me, you know, four hours, three, three and a half hours to play, that's 4.30. And it's going to take an hour and a half to get to Newark. That's 6 o'clock. Like, that's just not even checking the car in, you know, not even getting everything set up. Yeah, I mean, man. like, I'm going to be fucking late. <laughs> and on in all of this, there is no thought process where I'm like, Oh, I'm just gonna skip piping and make the plane. <laughs> that and never ever crossed the, the realm. Even, your, your, that, your train of thought. That never even was was even fathomable of happening. Good for you, like, man. There's <laughs> there's no fucking way it was gonna, and you know, um, but I'm I'm lucky there wasn't some crazy cops or well, I mean, ridiculous people behind me like I was at Beth Page to correct me if I'm wrong. But I th- the other thing off. is like, are you not? quasi fucked if you don't get on this flight because isn't there like a hurricane, a hurricane coming yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah just just a minor a minor just, a minor worry. step it's just a hurricane no, just a hurricane that no might be deal. destroying my plans or the plane that i'm going to be on <laughs> um yeah so i was going to play piping and then i was going to play friar's head on tuesday and i had, I had mm. it all set up and it was going to be great and um saw that there was going to be 45 mile an hour winds and uh <laughs> playing playing in the middle of, playing on long island on the southern tip of on the northern the northernmost tip of long island in a 45 mile an hour wind might have been a horrible idea it might not have been the most enjoyable round of golf you played on your trip and the fact that it would have cost me an arm and a leg to play fire's head too which uh, yeah, it was steering me away from that experience okay but. Well, I mean, at least, you know, I mean, it is a bummer you couldn't play Fire, Friar's Head because it sounds like you weren't able to play any other good golf course. Yeah. So it would have been nice know, to at least play one solid one great track. golf course. One tra- like, solid track before you left. Damn it. Dude. Dude. I missed that on that. Yeah, so driving, the realizing that I had to get from from piping to Newark in some kind of amount of time was was a bit stressful. So I ended up meeting the one of the assistants on the first hole and – he was kind enough to bring me out to like to like the sixth hole. Like, all right, man, like, you got to go. Um, you know, let's just throw you out on six. Just kind of have at it. And we started talking a little bit as he was driving me out there. He figured I knew I could play. Um, played some amateur stuff, and he was a good player himself. He's like, all right, I have two pros coming with me. I'll just come meet you out there. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm thinking, I'm probably gonna be gone. Chill, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that's great. Like. Come on out. I mean, I don't. I really don't. I really don't care. It's fine. So I'm on the green on the six, par five, 
and I look back and they're driving up to tee off and I'm thinking all right like what do I do here do I do I do I wait for them to come to the green and and play with them but I'm probably only going to be able to get like 12 holes in before yeah. I have to leave yeah so I was like I'm just gonna fucking smash and try to get this golf course in because I'm never going to be able to see. I don't know when I'm going to. When am I going to be back? When am I going to have a chance to be back? You here? may be I, able I to play the again, golf but course. with any of these golf courses, you know, it, there's knows? a good chance you may play them again. But there's also a perfectly good chance that you may never have a chance to play exactly. them ever again. Exactly. So, I, I mean, I was kind of like, all right, man, if you can catch me, like we'll play some golf holes. But I'm going to try to get this in. So I get to the 16th hole. I started mm-hmm. on six, the 16th hole, and he's walking up 14. And they're both they're both in carts. There's three of them. They're both in carts. <laughs> he looks over at me. I kind of wave. I was kind of giving him some waves when I saw him, just to like let him know. I was like, "Hey, like, get the 16." He's like, looks over at me. He's like, "God damn it, man! You were flying." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "It's like, gotta make this plane, buddy." And then I finished the 18th hole, and I played, I played like, like 13 or 14 holes. I can't even do math right now. Okay, and that's cool. And uh, I realized that I played those holes in an hour and a half. I was taking pictures this entire time, too. I took a picture of multiple angles on every hole. Yeah. And Which I just played. For people that like taking golf course pictures, it is time consuming. It is. Like, normally, like, if you, take, if you like to take a lot of pictures, four, sub four hour rounds of golf, that, that's not really a thing. Because it takes you, you got to walk all over. You want to get the different angles, yeah. whatever, all that kind of stuff like that. Exactly. So, man, so I'm like, you are jamming, jamming right now. I'm like, I'm gonna get this. In. I'm gonna get my pictures. I'm gonna play this fucking golf course. I'm gonna get out of here. I'm gonna get this flight. I'm gonna do it all. I'm gonna do it all at once. <laughs> and and so I, I get to 18. I was like, I was like three. I think I was four over when I got to 18 after playing 13 holes, 14 mm-hmm. holes, 14 holes, um, 13 holes. And then so I get to one, and I'm like, see the starter. I'm like, give me a cart. I got to play the next five. And he's like, perfect. Grabs me a cart, jam out in front of two caddies that were chain off. I play one through five and maybe 25, 25, 30 <laughs> minutes. And I birdie three of the five holes while taking foot. I'm like, why didn't I get a cart in the first place? You're a cart golfer. You didn't fucking know it. <laughs> God damn it! I could have just been taking it easy. I could have played, and I could have played an hour and twenty five minutes. So, as a caddy, you're so like, is my is my profession course. useless or what? Should I just be playing golf, you know, in a cart all the time? If they if they allow me to, I I fucking would do it in a heartbeat. Oh shit! So I played, I ended up playing, I ended up playing the whole entire golf course. Look at the look at the clock. It's like I'm on the fourth the fourth green, and it's like three forty two. So I'm like, all right, at this I point, you're starting to cut hole. it close. I got one more hole to go. Pump a driver, chip it close, and then like the superintendent sees me. And I'm trying to talking for a couple of minutes. I'm like, ah, I gotta go, <laughs> but I also gotta make this birdie putt. <laughs> <laughs> so I drain the birdie putt, jam in the cart back to the pro shop. Then I gotta buy something, of course. So it's like three fifty-seven right now. Um, then the guy in the golf shop wants to talk to me. I leave at four oh seven. And I projected an hour and forty seven minutes to New York. Oh no! <laughs> so I'm supposed to get there at five fifty eight, and your flight is at seven ten. And I haven't even dropped the car off yet. 
Shit, son. I'm <laughs> freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm just zigzagging, you know, through wherever I can find. I mean, like completely disobeying ways, which is not <laughs> the right thing to do. <laughs> and it cost me a few minutes here and there. <laughs> but I was in such a panic mode to be able to get uh, back. I, I thought I saw openings that were not openings. Just for any reference, so do not point, disobey point, ways. Are you on your own at this point? Oh, I'm on my own. Okay. I'm, Okay. In the middle of New York, okay. like never been there you, with your, a rental your, your car. Your fellow golfers that you've spent the majority of the trip with, they've they've gone, they've you know their their trip has come to a conclusion by this point. You're you're roughing it solo. Gunga Gunga was off to Ballyneal, and John was dealing yeah. with his with his work and okay, you know a bunch of other stuff. I mean, it was it was a Monday. I yeah, mean, everyone was kind of back to their normal kind of grind. Okay, and. I am just trying to jam through rush hour traffic <laughs> to get on this flight before a freaking hurricane comes in and wipes out the East Coast. And I'm not going to lie, I had to spend a couple extra hundred dollars on that even to get the plane ticket in the first place because yeah. they jacked the rates with the weather and everyone trying to get out. Yeah. So I ended up making it to the airport at like 5.45, just jamming. I get up to the airway to be able to get on to the goddamn plane. Yeah. And I get stuck in the airway, like getting my bags halfway onto the rail car. And they have to like stop the whole system to be able to pull my bag out of the middle of the door. Is I'm halfway in the door and they close the fucker on me. No. I'm like yelling at the lady who was like guiding people into like the like the trams. I'm like you're gonna take off, take my bag, and my my camera's in here, and my clubs are in here. Like, what the fuck is going on? And the thing actually took off for like 15 yards before it shut down. It wouldn't, it wouldn't go any further. Then I, I had to pull my bag out in the middle. Of, and mind you, I'm like 50 feet off the ground too. Dude, I'm like, I was like, this is, this can be really bad, and I. I'm gonna get my ass on the plane and I get back and get out of there. I don't know how I made it. The, the flight was actually delayed. I'm like running through like the and Virgin America is like the furthest fucking terminal away from the goddamn tram. I'm like running, running like blindly and aimlessly, just frantically towards the terminal. I don't know, man. That was wasn't the best way to cap the trip off. Trip off. But, but you did in fact make it on the plane. Yeah, I made it. On okay, the plane. <laughs> dude, that is. So that was it. That, that is was, a. That was the trip. I mean, you know, I'll just casually. That seemed like it was okay. Your trip seemed cool. Yeah. <laughs> All out. I mean, I, I will say this. I, I, I'm just starting to realize now that this is a golf podcast that is going to be amazing for golf nerds. If if you're a, a very casual golfer, it, it may not quite resonate with just how spectacular this trip is because, like, I mean, if if you're somebody who enjoys looking at like golf rankings lists and enjoys you know golf course architecture and the history of golf course architecture this trip that you just did is next fucking level dude like did you ever just think like holy shit man how fucking amazing and lucky am i to be able to do something this spectacular i don't think i really had that much of an appreciation for it until everyone that i kind of talked to about the trip was like Wow, you are going on an amazing golf did trip. It. Yeah. And I was so I was so just into the process. I was so just enamored with 
you know, the trip and just, I was, I, I'd worked so hard to try to be able to, you know, get people, you know, on board with it and just make the connections. And, uh, and, um, also, I mean, the connections that I made were with just really good friends, good people. I mean, they weren't like random people who I was like, just, Hey, like, can you help me out? I'm just, I'm just trying to get on a bunch of golf courses. Right. I mean, these are people that, um, I've known for a while and, you know, have have, have gone through a couple other people mm-hmm. to be able to help me out, and and um, and they're fully aware of of how uh, you know appreciative I am, and this isn't like a is like a is like um. This is a real treat. It sounds like man. I'm trying to make it sound like it, it's not like I'm just trying to knock a list, knock things off a list. No, because like, you, you're not one not, of like the top 100 chasers. Uh, yeah, you, I'm I mean, not a chaser. Thing, I, I've never know, once heard you chase. say like, "Oh, my goal is to play this." Like. You're just a guy that no. loves playing good golf, like regardless if it's on a list or not. It's just, um, I, I just wanted to experience these golf courses. I mean, working at, you know, um, around the Bay Area and then working caddying, you know, at some classic places, um, you know, you, you get a chance to kind of hear about what's out on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. And I, I just had to go see it for myself. Sure. And um, just trying to make it happen and having it actually happen was amazing i mean that's what was it's hard to look back on it now and like have it actually be done and 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 gone and we we, we did it it's it's finished it's over i mean it kind of it sucks i mean we planned it we planned it for it so does long. in fact stink that it's over i mean we didn't even think that it was gonna uh, like this is this oh yeah a couple of years this will be great and then now it's done and over and it's like we're looking back on it like we actually did it we actually played the course we wanted to play and it all worked out know even better than we even thought it was i mean and and to have that happen wow yeah unbelievable that is just a great group of people to come together at one time to make it all happen it was just gosh i can't i can't it's just i laugh sometimes i'm overusing the shit out of this word but it's epic man it's it's just a super epic sounding trip yeah which is really really awesome very very thankful and very appreciative so so you said you're so I'll just go a little finishing notes before we wrap this yeah. thing up. So it sounds to me like, you know, your favorite course that you got a chance to play, it sounds like it was national. Yeah. National the one that maybe surprised you the most, Somerset. probably Somerset Hills. Somerset Hills. Uh, any other takeaways or any other courses that you were like, God damn, this is, I knew it was going to be awesome, but well, I didn't know it was going to be this awesome. Yeah, every one of them. So I got a chance to play Marion with the greens, like really firm and fast uh-huh. and kind of what they're meant to be. And those are disgusting greens. They are horribly hard to putt on. <laughs> I mean, almost <laughs> to the point where I was like frustrated. I was like, I don't know what to do. I mean, well, aren't, aren't they look like, like, like comparatively speaking, aren't they pretty small greens out yeah, of Marion as well? They're very small. Yeah. They're super slopes and they're, there's some pin placements out there that you can't be about the hole like at all, wow. at all. There's no you, you. You got no chance, and um, more so at Marion than any other golf course. Like that was the penalty that you know you were gonna face if you were about the hole. I mean, other golf courses, if you're about the hole, like you, you could manage it in some kind of a way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Marion was was horrible. It was just you can't you can't be in some spots out there. Um. And so that was fun to play, and the mm-hmm. wicker baskets are really cool. As cool as, just, as as cool as the pictures make it look like. Yeah, that's such okay. a cool touch. Um, uh, gosh, I mean, Maidstone and and Fishers. I wish we would have played that 
Yeah, because those seem like the two rounds of golf days. that you got, you know, did not have yeah. what would be called ideal, you know, perfectly clear weather. And those were courses that really kind of pop when you have that kind of weather that you really have more of an appreciation for. Yeah, for sure. So being able to play those two, yeah, I mean, they're also in in, in spots where fog and weather pretty is, common. is pretty Im- imminent. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just kind of hard to find the right weather. Um, you got to catch it on a good day. Yeah. And um, we, yeah, we just didn't. I mean, the, the sun opened up on both those rounds for a small period of time, so we were able to kind of get a little bit of a sense of, of what it would be like. Sure. But uh, it just didn't last. And I wish I – I mean, the drone shots there would have been phenomenal. Yeah. 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 That well, would have been absolutely an- amazing. Another one that's interesting for you. So I, I already got uh, your answer, it seems like, from earlier in the podcast. But a lot of people always characterize Pine Valley as being – one of the most difficult golf courses in the country. But it sounds to me like between Pine Valley and Bethpage, you thought which one was more difficult? I think Pine Valley's more difficult. Really? Bethpage, yeah. So of all the stuff talking about how difficult Bethpage was, you say Pine Valley might even have been more challenging. I think it might be a little bit more challenging. So pe- people are not over overselling it when they talk about how really difficult that golf course is. Yeah, because... If you miss a fairway at Bethpage, at least you can advance it and kind of get it get it down there. Uh-huh. Like the rough's not normally as thick. I mean, if you miss a fairway at Pine Valley, I mean you're in the bunkers. I mean you're in you're pitching it out. And those are not you know public golf course you know six inch deep bunkers that you can still you know advance the ball. You know, at what, like eighty percent of what you were at uh, you know if you were in the fairway. They don't rake the bunkers at Pine Valley. That, so you could be in footprints. That is kind of awesome. You, you, you could be in footprints. You could be next to a rock. You could be up against a crevice. You're probably in a footprint. When old Tom Morris started laying out golf courses, sand traps, bunkers, whatever you'd like to call them, they were supposed to be hazards. Yeah. And it sounds like at Pine Valley, they're not raking it. Yeah. It's, it's exactly serious, as the golf's it's, founding it's fathers a, intended. It is a, a hazard. hazard. That, that's kind of awesome, though. Yeah, so I would... I mean, out of, out, of, out of the whole trip, National was probably the best, best overall experience. You know, Pine Valley might have been the most, like, just exciting. Sens- sensory overload yeah. type. Uh, just crazy, unbelievable, uh-huh. like bunkering. Just, just the overall aesthetics of the golf course is phenomenal. I mean, I, I can see how that's number one in the world. Sure. For sure. Um, you definitely had, need to have your A game there. And I think the people that probably rate the golf course and make it are just just they're they're aware of that. They're they're not they're not taking, you know, their score into account for the way the course is gonna be rated. They're not like sure. saying, Oh, is this beat me up, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna lowball it. You know, they understand for what it is and and um where you have to be on the on the course. So they're it's it's definitely worthy of, of its ranking. Um I would say Fisher's Island was probably the most unique and fun experience mm-hmm. I've had in a while on a golf course. Despite being half asleep uh, most of the day. Yeah. You know, it was so exciting to be out there <laughs> that, um, that, uh, that it was, it, it, that didn't really, you know, hold its, hold its ground that much. I mean, even though I was tired, um, I was so happy to be there that it was just, I was kind of sensory overload yeah. a little bit there too. Um, and then, uh, and then I got, I mean, Maidstone was fun. 
you know, Garden City was unbelievable. Eronimic Con- was kind of a kind of a funky conditioning funky wise. Was was there one course that stood out? I mean, I would assume that all of these courses, yeah, were in phenomenal, phenomenal shape. shape. Yeah, is, is there Actually. one that stood out where you're like, I just cannot believe how well conditioned that golf course is? I, I didn't know golf courses could could be like that. I would say the greens at Pine Valley, okay, were un- diabolical, unbelievable, okay. interesting, best I've ever seen. Uh, the fairways at Somerset Hills were so consistent. I mean, every single fairway was had the same turf Just consistency. hitting off cashmere carpeting almost, it, it sounds like. I couldn't believe it. I mean, the, 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 the club came through the turf the same way on every, on every hole. Um, that's, really, that's really rare. It's got to be real nice. You know, you just don't see that in California at all. I mean, there's so many different turf conditions. Um, do, do you know, like, uh, oh, this is like a little bit of a technical question, but was the grass types out there somewhat consistent from course to course? Did, did you, or did you see, like, a pretty big variant? Because at least in California, like you said, you could go play five different golf courses in a week, and you might play a golf course with five different, you know, grass types in the fairway and the greens and whatnot. Is, yeah. Did you notice that same kind of variation out there? Um, I mean, all, all the greens are, are bent grass. Okay. I mean, Fisher's Island was had, had some poa in it. Okay. Um, I think that's just because it's on the ocean. Yeah. And that's just that kind of sense. the stuff. But um, everything else was everything else was bent. I mm. mean, everything else we played was was bent grass. Um, like different styles of bent. I mean, not e- each one was a little bit different, but they were all very pure. They were all they all rolled, you know, amazingly true. Um, uh, I, I don't think that the characteristics that are are in um in california you know golf courses play any real factor into um east coast golf courses i think the can overall conditioning is probably better on east coast courses interesting and the rough on the east coast courses is like a park grass here so like if mm-hmm. you're if you go to like a, a, a local park and you were to just you know play soccer or like walk around the grass like the grass is thick, like big, huge blades. Big blue Kentucky bluegrass yeah, type, you know, like big bladed, yeah, you know, real of grass. thick blades. So I mean, that's the rough around Marion. That's huh. the rough around Somerset Hills. Did you find that to be more challenging? Oh yeah, or? it's okay. way different to be able to play out of. I mean, you're you're, you're kind of like almost blasting out of it, kind of hitting like a sand shot out of it. Hmm. I mean, the blades are so big that the ball will rise up the face. Or you'll deal off the club too much, and it won't go anywhere. Or it'll come out hot. Um, it's 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 much. It's almost more difficult than rough out here. The grass is kind of thin, and the ball will kind of sit down sometimes. Mm-hmm. But you can just kind of open the face and kind of pop at it, and it'll pop right out. I mean, back east, I mean, you can do that, but the ball will come out so much more inconsistent. Hmm. It's really hard to judge. Interesting. Um, so I would say that is it's very it's a much different graph uh grass in the rough you okay. know the the grass in the rough is, is as long as it's not bermuda rough different. then i will be just fine yeah there's no bermuda rough anywhere motherfucking around. hate bermuda rough yeah. nothing spoils a quasi okay round of golf with me like a thick thick tough just thicket of bermuda rough it's I the worst rough too. Ugh, i'm glad i don't live more south but dude this is what awesome. a fucking what an epic golf trip, man! I know. Uh, what a, I mean, this is great. I, 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 I would had a chance be, to come on. I'd be a bad host if I didn't uh, leave you with one extra question, at least for some of the listeners. So obviously, the majority of the courses that you played were private. 
But if anybody was thinking to themselves, man, I hope I can take a golf trip like this one day. What Do you, do you have a, a piece of advice that you could share with people just in terms of like maybe something you do or networking or, you know, making yourself available? Like how, how if you were to advise like a friend, like, hey, man, you know, if you really want to go out and maybe have a chance at playing some of these courses one day, what what's something that you might do, you know, put yourself in a position to at least, you know, meet some of these people, what are some things you can do for them that, you know, might put you in their good graces? You're not, not you know, obviously you're not trying to, you know, butter people up and set them up, but ha- what what can you do to be a good person and a good golfer that y- where you may find yourself playing some of these good golf courses one day? Um gosh, I know that in work, reality, wor- working in golf has a big thing to do with it. That's I mean, probably the and, and, and maybe the advice is, hey, you should try to get a job in golf probably, or something like that's that. That's probably the, one of the only reasons, all the only ways to really get on some of these courses. Um, I mean, even people that live around here in the Bay Area, I mean, some of them have never played Cypress, never played Cal Most Club. of them have never played Cypress. Yeah, never played yeah. SF Club. I mean, these are courses that you have to know somebody yeah. that's a member to really be able to get on. And um, a lot of it's through family. Like, yeah. like some some family member knows someone who's a member, and they're able to kind of set something up. Um, I would recommend to just kind of branch out to the people that you know that might be in the areas of some of these golf courses that you can say, hey, like, you know, do you know somebody that's a member here? Is there any way? Do you? I mean, it, most of these connections are from a through a friend of a friend, right? So, which um, just speaks to how generous golfers can be sometimes where they're going out of their way to help somebody that they may have never met before yeah. that's pretty that's pretty fucking cool and that's man. that that was one of the reasons why i was kind of trying to say like i'm not really a course chaser but i also kind of had to ask people it, to be like hey th- this like, golf trip did not just set itself you know, up it definitely like we said before yeah. it required some work definitely a lot of planning yeah. and um, it's like how do you ask somebody without being like i mean how do you ask somebody in a way where they're gonna be accepting and and not just be like, oh, you just you just want to talk to me because you want to you want to you want help to get on these golf courses, and in, in in some retrospect, the people that I was able that hosted me understood what I was doing, and they understood I was playing I was planning a whole golf trip. Yeah, and it's like, oh well, hey, like you know, if we could fit this in there and that mix, and that that'll be great, yeah. and then let's try to do that versus just like, oh hey, like let me play this course. Like I'm going to be there. It was more like, Hey, I'm going on a golf trip. Is there any way you can kind of help me out? I'm going to be in this area. And then just kind of letting it unfold from there. And if someone didn't want to, someone was like, Oh, have a great time. You know, good luck. You're like, all right. So that's not going to be an option. But if someone was like, all right, Hey, I know so-and-so, or I may, I might be able to help you out getting on this place. I'm like, all right, like, can you, that would be so awesome. And can you please, you know, reach out to any anybody that you might know? And, sure. And over the course of a couple of years, that's kind of how you know I d- developed that. Um, and uh, and uh, and that was that was basically kind of how it went down. And um, you know, you know, working in the golf industry, you know, really helped. Um, it was one of the main reasons you know, why I was able to get on some of these courses. So that was just, it was just all in all, you know, a great trip that worked out, you know, to all my expectations. And I'm very happy about it. Got some great pictures. That is amazing, man. Well, hey, great stuff. Great segue, by the way. So 
Dude, if people want to follow you or, you know, uh, find some of the pictures from this really epic golf trip or, yeah. you know, the information, where where can they find all this kind of stuff? Oh, just on my Instagram. Just okay. at um, the Golf Hawk, um, at the Golf Hawk on Instagram. And you can send me a message. You know, I'll, I, usually, I usually answer all my messages um, just from as long as they're not being rude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, groovy. And, and then uh, uh, you can talk about anything. I mean, I can, I can, I can help, you know, if I have a, a good connection in a certain area and someone's around, I mean, I don't, I don't mind, you know, helping people out in, in some you're, kind you're one of, of those way. dudes where people have been very generous to you. So, you, you know, yeah. as, as, as a good natured human, you, yeah. you'll do what you can sometimes to, yeah. to help a brother out. Yeah. I mean, I, I like to, you know, have a conversation and maybe get to know you a little bit. I mean, I'm not, you know, strangers or, uh, you know, it, it's it's that's it's, great, man. That's no. still a thing, but you know, I I really have no problem, you know, helping like-minded people out. You know, help get on courses and that's just awesome. Man. Share the experience, share the love. I mean, that's why I have this Instagram account in the first place. It's just because I love sharing this stuff. I mean, it it's I love being able, I love pe- people being able to see these places, and I love being able to show show my experiences, and and I think I, I just. I, I have a lot of fun doing it. Amen. I, and I think people, some people appreciate it. Some people, you know, don't like it, but some p- it's okay. It's one thing. You're it's either okay. like me and you look at these pictures that you post, and you're like, wow, that is spectacular. That is so cool. What a yeah. great way to get, you know, the, a quick little glance at this wonderful, you know, piece of earth that's just, you know, just exceptionally tailored for yeah. golfers. And I love photography. Yeah. You know, that's another reason. It's like, if somebody's not doing what I'm doing, it's because they got a huge golf jealousy boner. Yeah, and and there's there's which to be fair, you've got some pretty jealous bonery type images on there because there are some yeah. fucking slick pictures on that Instagram those, account, some brother. Of those are, some of those are pretty sexy. Yeah, they are real, real. In fact, actually, you know what? It's probably better that you get out of this room somewhere soon. Sexy, I, I think I need some alone time. But yeah. before I do that. The Golf Hawk on Instagram. Um, you got a couple buddies that you went on the trip with that also have some great images yeah. uh, from your trip at Lynx Gems, John Cavalier, and also at Gunga Galunga Golf. Um, did I say that right? The legendary Carl Spackler, Gunga Galunga. Gunga Gunga Galunga. It's just a fun word to say. It really, yeah, it, really it, is. it really is. So, uh, cheers, man. The good dude, stuff, man. Let's Thank go, you very much, brother. Let's go get some pizza. Let's get some pizza, and yeah. then we'll uh, figure out when we get to play some golf here next. Yeah, man. Let's do it. Awesome. All right. Good sounds stuff, good. Man, thank you very much, brother. Have awesome. a good one. All right. Yeah. Woo. And that is a wrap. Uh, thanks again to Ben for uh, coming up and uh, joining me for a couple of hours. I had a ton of fun. Super, super stoked for him that he got a chance to play so many spectacular golf courses. Really fun uh, hearing his stories about how he got out there and his experiences and, you know, it just possibility of him just getting ab- the absolute piss beat out of him. But Beth Page uh, was pretty hysterical as well. So all in all, a really good time. Thank you again, Ben. And uh, I'm going to take this opportunity to remind all of you once again that we are still selling tickets for the Green Valley Country Club member for a day event. That is right. Go play Green Valley Country Club just outside of Fairfield, California in the lovely metropolis that is the county of Solano. Uh, right there in between the Bay Area and Sacramento. So if you live in either one of those metropolises, it is super easy to get out to Green Valley. Uh, it's kind of like this little lost pocket of the wine country. You know, I mean, with the way the crow flies, I mean, you're really only a couple miles away from downtown Napa, but you're just on the other side of the county line. You're in the foothills, vineyards out there at, uh, in Suisun Valley kind of surrounding where it is, and it is just spectacular. 
a great setting for golf, a really well-maintained golf course. It's a lot of fun to play. And uh, you can come out and join us on Monday, October the 30th by visiting golfguide.net, searching Green Valley Country Club. Uh, buy yourself a ticket there. 90 bucks gets you a round of golf cart uh, if you want. And uh, a really, really nice lunch. I'm going to be out there having a great time. I invite all of you guys to join me. Um, yeah, and it's just going to be a really good time. So once again, golfguide.net, or you can buy tickets on Eventbrite. Um, and yeah, it's just going to be a spectacularly good time. So I hope to see as many of you out there as possible. Uh, and other than that, if you're also on golfguide.net buying you know, a ticket for uh, Green Valley Country Club's member for a day event, you can also save 20 to 70% on greens fees at a bunch of other golf courses all over Northern California, as well as some up in uh, Tahoe, Southern Oregon, a couple in Southern California. And so, yeah, go check it out. And other than that, everybody, I thank you for sticking this thing out with us. I like these long podcasts. If they're too long, let me know. Uh, you can reach me on Twitter at KSurlo. You can also uh, reach out to us on Twitter at the Golf Guide handle. Uh, which I believe is Golf Guide Net. You can also find me on Instagram at Golf Guide underscore. Um, yeah, so if you have any feedback, good, bad, or indifferent, thank you, Daniel LaRue. Um, yeah, just please reach out to me and let me know. And uh, anything, anytime you guys write me, even though it may be a couple days before I see it, uh, I will always read it and try to do my best to respond. So thank you again, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. We'll be back at some point next week. And until then, mahalo. Mahalo.